today's topic is right in line with that, and it's called Think Bigger. And we've asked three of our great team leaders to join us on their journey to success. And, you know, what worked for them, what didn't work for them. One of the things that I love, and Paul, as we introduce our guests, um, I want you to not just talk about the things that were easy and all of the wins, but also I'd like to get into, hey, what was hard? What are the things that are hard? I think the more we're prepared for what is hard and the challenges we're going to run into, the more we can deal with them when they come up. Uh, building a team and being successful and getting to seven figures and then, you know, double digit seven figures and then getting into going from a million gross to a million net that it's, it's, it is chuck full of challenges. And if you don't have challenges, you're probably not doing it right. And so let me first introduce master coach, Paul Sessom. Paul is the uh, senior, he's, he's our one of our directors of coaching that works specifically with our senior coaches. A lot of our new clients that come on, that get onboarded, have interviews with Paul, and they go through and he understands their business. As a master coach, Paul, Paul's been through the refiner's fire, meaning he's coached at every level. It means that he can coach someone that's new in the business, that's getting just ready to start their team, uh, all the way up to very complex clients with multiple offices and brokerages that are trying to figure out how to incorporate teams into their office. Paul brings a unique set of skills and tools with him, life experiences that give his coaching clients and also the coaches that he leads um, the ability to see things from a different perspective. He's a master at working with individuals and personality types. And so, Paul, thanks for being here. And I'm excited to hear what you have. And I'm excited to hear from some of our clients and what they're doing. So I'm going to turn it to you and let you go from here. Well, Verl, thank you for that introduction. And uh, I really like all of it. And it makes me sound really important. And I love that even more. So <laughs> uh, actually, it's a privilege uh, that I have and an honor to be able to work with Workman Success and to be a coach with them. And moreover, these three amazing individuals that uh, I've developed a working relationship with, a coaching relationship with over the past three years or so and uh, watch them grow their businesses and see where they come from and, and to be able to use a platform that was created with Verl and the wisdom of the crowd through all of the coaches and the agents that work with us. And it's just uh, fantastic. So thank you, Verl, for the opportunity. So uh, let's get started with this. some introductions here because we have some amazing people online. And I'm gonna introduce all three of them first, and then we're gonna walk through a little bit of their businesses and talk about you know, what their challenges were, what their wins were, and what drove some of those wins for them, right? What, what was the vision that actually took them there? How did they think bigger? And uh, to, to be able to follow that journey along. So Josh Frazee and his lovely wife, Cassie, uh, they own a uh, Century 21 franchise in uh, St. Joseph, Michigan. Uh, they are a top producing team, a top producing brokerage. Uh, they've done some amazing work. Josh is a cancer survivor. Uh, in 2016, he became a real estate agent, uh, you know, to, after quitting his job and, and being forced to actually leave his job and start something new. Uh, they've created their team in 2017. Cassie runs the team business. She manages the background of it all. Uh, outside of that, they have a great, fun, friendly life with their community and their friends. But moreover, it's almost... Uh, Every call, we get the pleasure of hearing some story about Ella and Nora and uh, Layla, their daughters, and the antics that this family has. So it's welcome to the call, guys. I look forward to hearing from you today. So raise your hand. Everybody say hello to Josh and to Cassie. Uh, from Virginia, we have Tom Millar. And uh, thank you for your service, Tom. It's 20 years in military. Uh, he shares that with Missy. We're going to be introducing here shortly. He started real estate in 2004. Uh, he's also with Century 21 New Millennium. Um, he's got an amazing team. He's a certified Cardis rep. Uh, he's built a business. You're going to see what uh, with uh, uh, this that's been doing nothing but growth over the past three or four years and how that growth has helped him achieve or focus on the other elements of his life that brought balance, joy and purpose to everything that he was doing in real estate, how to leverage that up into a bigger life. So welcome to the call, Tom. It's good to have you here. Raise your hand so everybody can see who you are. And then from San Antonio, Texas, the lovely Missy Stagers with the Missy Stagers Real Estate Group. Uh, Missy has, is a power driver of getting things done. She has a vision and oftentimes she doesn't quite know how she's going to get there. But one thing that we do know about Missy, she's going to get there and, uh, and she makes way, uh, she'll make a way to get it done. Uh, she's consistently in the top of San Antonio's real estate market. Uh, she is uh, 
she's worked with Cobalt Banker. She now has her own brokerage. This past year, a lot of great things have happened with that as her team and her business has expanded, her drive has, has, has expanded. And we're going to talk about one specific thing that kind of shifted a mindset with Missy today and how she got to where she's at today. So she sold over 3,800 properties. She's done, I, you're getting close to that billion mark, if I'm not mistaken, Missy, in, in sales. So another powerhouse. So raise your hand and say hello. So it's good to have you here. So, so thank you guys for all taking the time to come out and share your wisdom and your knowledge. And as we move forward and, 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 and talking about what your business looks like, and we're going to open it up with, with Josh. Let me see if I can share my screen here and forgive me guys. I'm a little bit slow on the uptake. And here we go. Can you guys see that screen? Please say yes. 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 Okay, so Dakota, if you're still on the call, I'm not monitoring the chat. So if something comes up in the chat that uh, that we want to address, you know, please just uh, you know call it out so that we can we can address address that. How do I move the slide, Dakota? Can you help me with that? There it is. There we go. Give me one second. So Josh. When we're thinking bigger and growing your business, right? And this is downloading for some reason here, so bear with me. When we're thinking about this in your business, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your business right now, where you're at today, um, and and how did you get to where you're at today? Can you give us a little story? Yeah, so um, I was kind of forced into real estate. Real estate was my um, retirement job. You know, I didn't know you could actually make a career out of it. I thought it was a side hustle because all the agents in my area are older. <laughs> so, um, uh, so once I got into it and started realizing the sky was the limit, I was working really hard and, you know, there was a lot of time and my wife, um, we have three kids and two of them are only 10 and a half months apart and they're three and four right now. So we had a newborn and she was pregnant and I was working all day, all night. And my wife was like, Hey, I'm like a single mom right now. And that's when we got with workmen, hired an admin, um, had some ups and downs with that and got a buyer agent. And, um, I don't really work weekends anymore. I rarely do. And, um, we're selling, uh, last year we did 152 units and um, growing a brokerage, uh, recruited over 35 agents last year. And um, the team is self-sufficient. And, you know, my goal, our goal is always to add units and volume and for me to do less work. And so far this year, it's working out. <laughs> Well, I don't think you've ever been one that's done less work, but you've actually been one that's been more inventive and creative to what you're doing, right? So yes. ever since I've known Josh, he's, you know, he's not settled for uh, an easy path necessarily. And it's not to say that he took a hard path. That's never been the case. He and Cassie working together, you know, a perfect balance of having the drive of sales, the organization of operational excellence through Cassie. They've been able to manage to find this beautiful balance of how to build a practice in a business. Now, ever since I've met Josh, one of his goals and his visions was to be able to have his own brokerage, correct? That's correct. Right. right. And so it was just something that he had been looking at. And, and the path that he was choosing to go ultimately ended up not being the path that, 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 that he, he took. It found its own way, right? And so yeah. some of the tools, this is his lovely family, by the way, and this past, it's been a year now with the, uh, the new franchise, the Century 21 franchise, is that right? Yes, yep. a yeah. year and a half. A year and a half, well, time just flies so quickly, yeah. right? So they, a year and a half ago, they launched out and started this, and basically it was you know, their first foot in the door of getting things moving and putting pretty much everything at risk. And then here we are uh, a year and a half later, and you're like a major team in Michigan. You're a major franchise in Michigan. If, if you want to share with us your growth on that? Yeah. So um, looking to start my own deal, I ran into a guy named Jason Schrock, who has Century 21 affiliate. He has like 15 of them. And he wanted me to join. And I said, you know, I need ownership in this. And we kind of partnered up. And Century 21 in our area 
was unrecognizable. And I set a lofty goal of, you know, a three-year plan having 40 agents amongst with my team. And we're at 52 now. And uh, we were the number one selling Century 21 in Michigan this last year, which we're all very proud of. And we were, the Frazee team was the number one selling team two years in a row now. That's awesome. So congratulations. So how do you get there? You know, when we're thinking about how you actually got there, and this is the team that, you know, you, you not necessarily started with, but this is the team that brought you there. And this is what the production looked like from 2019 to 2021, right? Is that we, we continue to increase the number of units. How did we track this? How did we know that we were making progress? Um, the big one is the daily success habits and knowing, you know, where we wanted to be and how we wanted to get there and then watching the progression. And like I said, the, the big light bulb went on when it was like, wait, I only worked with three buyers this year and we did more production and each year it's been like that. I, I don't even know how to spell buyer anymore. So. <laughs> okay. So you're out of that chair, right? But you begin to use measurements, right? To track and see how everybody is, is performing so that you would know how to scale and how to build this franchise that your, your team, number one. And then how did you take those tools and leverage it into actually growing the franchise, the brokerage itself, correct? Yep. So it started off with showing examples of my points. And then I could show like, Hey, I did this many phone calls, got this many buyer appointments to my buyer, you know, experts. And then they would take that formula and do it. And they were basically duplicating me. And then from there, you know, it was like, okay, we're still a ton of buyers. We need more agents, hiring more buyer agents. And then they were training each other. And I was able to focus on getting listings. And from there it was like, okay, I'm getting really good at setting listings. Now we need a, a listing partner. But did you, did you find that leading by example, because you, did you do this daily exercise yourself? Did you yeah, use I still the do. tracker yourself? You still I do. I still do. Today. And, I, right. and, and I use it to recruit agents. It's the same accountability to recruit an agent is the same as recruiting a listing appointment. And the process oh, is the same. Can you walk through just for a second, like uh, what this tracker means to you? There may be people on this call that don't really follow this and how to use this and what it means. And if you're open to it, uh, can I share your actual tracker? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So why don't you explain this and I'll, I'll zip over here and pull up your tracker. So the first thing is, is uh, I noticed when I became a real estate agent is you're self-employed and you're the only, you're your boss. And so it came to the point, if, if I was a boss, would I have hired or fired this employee, which is myself? The daily success habit is a good indicator if this person deserves a raise or needs to, you know, take a hike. And what I most like about it is I'm a person that um, likes to keep things simple. So when it came to doing business plans, yeah, it's super easy to say I want to sell 100 homes, but how do we get there? And if you don't keep track of those things, you have no idea how you got there. So... That way, I knew when I wanted to set X amount of listing appointments, I knew how many phone calls to make, how many emails I had to send, how many doors I needed to knock. The formula was already there because I kept track of it the year before. So if I want to do more, obviously, a couple more phone calls or, you know, I know exactly how many more phone calls to make. And it's amazing how close you are if you follow that formula to get to your goal amazingly close and not only that it's like if you're making the phone calls not getting appointments it gives you direction and how to think about how to uh, how to help the agent how to help yourself exactly I'm a ton of phone calls i'm not getting appointments what do we work on it's perhaps yeah. we're talking how do we have scripts and what we're saying right if we're getting that appointment and not getting into contracts then we can start having conversions maybe we're not understanding the need so well Right. Yep. So it's, it's a way to track. And, and this is for an agent, not just for a team leader. This is for an agent too to really dig into. Um, uh, let me share the screen over here. Give me a second to really dig into how they can help themselves grow. Right. So yep. let's see. Where did my screen share go? Here we go again. 
it the comes down to the objections. If you're, you know, if you have an agent that's making 80 phone calls and only set one appointment, well, what's the dialogue and you can role play with them. And a lot of times it's a simple, simple tweak and you get a 10,000 return on that investment. <laughs> so. Right. And that's the, that's the understanding of this. And then you guys, you can all see Josh's uh, team's daily success habits, right? True. Okay. So uh, this is what he's done year to date and working with the team. You can break it down to see what's happened over the past seven days or the past two weeks with everybody to see what their, their, their contact and their, uh, their outbound growth looks like, so to speak. And so this is the tool that we bring this into and that we track it with and they can track and help themselves. Was it easy to get the agents into this usage of this document? Um, when we first started it, no, but now that we've been doing it and it's, you know, from day one, that's what they're doing. So as we onboard them, it's like day one, we teach them how to do this. And okay. so we don't have any pushback. And like John's Elvis, he's been on it. Um, with us for three years and his points it, we just had a meeting with him we've been on charities and events and conferences for the last three weeks so these are a little sporadic for the last three weeks but he does in our uh desk meeting that's what we call our one-on-one -on -one meetings he was like hey you know i'm out of tune here and he knows how important it is so i didn't even have to ask him it's also something that we go over every day at our huddle. Okay, yeah. so it's a daily activity, right? We look at this and measure it. So Cassie, since you spoke up, as we're building these these points in this team, right? And we're, and we're driving this, and I'm glad that you're, you're, because I was about to jump over and say, you wanted to grow the team, ultimately to have a brokerage, and you wanted to be the dominant brokerage. You wanted to grow that to be the most successful. And you guys did that. Did you do that by accident or was it a plan or how did you go about actually getting to where you're at today with this brokerage a year and a half after adopting it? Um, I think this is a better question for Josh, but it has not been easy. I will say that. Um, it's been a chaotic 18 months for sure. Um, and for me, it's a lot of like realizing that I can't do everything and I need people to help me. Um, and I struggle with that really hard because I'm type A control freak. I need to do it because that's how I know it's going to be done right. Um, and actually, I just recently hired myself an assistant and she has been a lifesaver. She does all the things. I don't have to worry about it. I tell her to do something and she does it. Um, so I think definitely hiring hiring admin staff is, is key in success. So do you have a way to track all of this? Is this a, a tool that looks familiar oh, to you? Yes, my Agile. <laughs> so, and what is the purpose of this for you and how do you use this? So um, it was a struggle at first, honestly, to like get into the groove and make this like a useful tool. Um, but I would say for about two years now, we've been using it pretty faithfully. It's where we where we keep track of everything that we're doing um so and we we categorize it by pillars so like our personal production is a pillar our team production is a pillar um and everything just kind of gets explained so you can all these are hyperlinks so they link to the different tabs in the agile um what would be one that you want me to click on here that would take me someplace that we could show them how this works? So, so before we go too much further, a pillar of income is from the business plan. And we're gonna talk about the business plan with Tom in just a moment. But the, the pillars of income is where we derive four focuses in our business to drive our incomes from one of each of the pillars, right? And this is what Cassie is talking about is we have a plan to generate the income, not just for ourselves, but for our team and for the brokerage here is our plans laid out so that we know how we're going to get an agent or the team there. That is that is that true? Yep, for right? sure. And this is our process. And so we're following a process. We're building a process. Is it perfect, this process? Absolutely not. Okay. So uh, so what's good about when it's not perfect? Well, it's kind of a working list. You're always working on it and changing it and making adjustments and you do something and you realize that's really not what you wanted to do and it's not working. So you have to pivot. Um, but we use it a lot for like taking notes. And anytime we go to a conference, we have a tab for that conference. So it 
houses everything that we like learned or want to replicate. Um, so it's it's just a working list for us. It's like our working to do list. Okay, and and do you talk about this often? Um, Ashley and I talk about it almost every day. That's my assistant. The team as a whole um, is not super involved with it, but they are aware that we're working on projects and sometimes they have responsibilities that they have to to report back on and do things. It keeps the team in the know. Well, it keeps you on focus, right? So here's the things that we're working on. We're working on these things up here right now or anything with a thousand right now until we get to some completion, right? So as we're working through each one of these pillars, so it allows the team leader and the team to stay focused on how we're growing, where we're going, and what's next as we implement and complete projects to move it. That way, are you working on everything on this list all at one time? No. No. Okay. So this allows you to bring the focus, right? Yep. And it takes the chaos out of having to do everything at one time, which is how we have a tendency to think. We look at this saying, I've got to get all this done. In actuality, we just want to get this one done for personal production, number eight done for team production, which you can see that they're, that's their next project up. And so we're able to look at how we're going to grow this in a systematic, productive way to move the needle forward. And this is how you got to be number one in Michigan, right, is by following a process and a plan. Would that be fair? Yeah, for sure. And is this easy to do? I mean, the what, the daily success or the agile? The agile. It's it's easy once you um, get into a group. It is a lot of work on the back end, getting it to a point where it's workable and it makes sense to you. But once it's up and running, it's super easy to use. Now, if you haven't met, just so that you know, uh, Cassie, Missy, Stager, she's going to be talking in a minute. Meet Cassie. Cassie, you guys know each other. They want to do everything and, and take control <laughs> and manage it to the nth degree. So, uh <laughs> and, and do you find that when you're able to step back and let go of some things that you actually grow faster? Oh my gosh, yes, for sure. And, and how long has it taken you to get to that conclusion? Uh, since we started, I mean, I just hired an assistant in October and now I'm not doing everything. I have someone I can trust to do stuff. I have time to like implement new ideas and do things with a brokerage and have fun where I used to just work all the time because I was too stressed out to let anybody else do it. It's, it's amazing. You know, she had the conversation with me when I was first starting and she was a full-time compliance officer at a bank, you know, Hey, I don't want to be a single mom. Not that she was threatening with a divorce, but I was literally working two, three in the morning and everything else to, you know, I having the conversation with her like, Hey, I don't want to be a single dad. And she, she hired uh, an assistant and now, you know, where you can see her, you know, like a weight has been off of her shoulders and uh, she's taking delegation to an extreme. She's making me do a lot more, which I don't know if I really appreciate that. <laughs> That's called a marriage. That's the first thing. That's called marriage. And then, however, Delegation cannot be necessarily to an extreme, so keep your mind open around <laughs> that. So, but thank you guys for sharing, and and we're going to come back around, guys, and have some Q and A. So we'll open this up in a few minutes for everybody. Uh, but this is great when you see that you bring some tools that allow you to measure where you're at, where you want to be, the agiles, where we want to go. The DSA just saying, here's where we're at today. This is what's going on today. How are we getting these results in order for us to grow? and meet these plans that we have for ourselves on Agile. So those two tools working together really helped elevate uh, Josh and Cassie to actually bring forward a vision that they had that was a little bit further out. They brought that vision forward faster because they were able to see how to make things work. So, so clarity really helps. So thank you guys. Uh, Tom, so I just wanted to bring you up. I, I don't see you on my screen, but you can talk and you'll pop up here. So okay. uh, Tom Lar out of Virginia, how are you today? I'm doing great, doing great. Good, so let's talk about your plan. So we started out about three years ago and uh, when we started to work together, you had some pretty big ideas. And so one of the tools that we used to bring that together was the strategic plan. So why don't you tell us a little bit first about these lovely people and what's going on here and why is this important to you? Yeah, so when we first started, uh, you know, I've always had a love for, um, for flying 
And uh, that was just one of the things in the, in the personal element of what I wanted to do, put in the strategic plan, the business plan, really, in that five-year goal time frame. Uh, and I don't know, just the, the way that you helped me see things um, and uh, envision and set goals and make the business plan and keep pulling it out. Uh, I feel like sometimes you were dragging me along because I, I just, I, I, was, I wasn't, that just wasn't the way that I worked in the past. So you really helped me with that. But um, the, so I, I was able to advance that, finish off some uh, pilot training and take my family up. And that was just something I really wanted to do. Um, and I've, I'm a, a volunteer pilot for the Civil Air Patrol right now. The pictures you're looking at now, uh, another thing that was probably got accelerated by a, a year or two for sure. Uh, my wife had been wanting to have a, um, we had talked about having a coffee shop uh, many years ago, just really weren't ready for it. And she's very artistically oriented, has an amazing eye for color and um, refurbishing and upcycling old tired furniture and just making beautiful things out of it. And Jessica, my daughter-in-law, um, ended, up, ended up encouraging her to go to a conference some, about a year and a half, two years ago, that just inspired them to really keep their radar up. And it was something I was supporting her again. And in my business plan was something I just was part of the family element. Uh, what can this business help us do? Uh, so she just had her radar up and some uh, an opportunity came up and we jumped on it. And then it was kind of like, it was really more for the, the art side, uh, but they were like, you know, we could put a coffee shop in here too. So that, uh, that expanded and it's, it's been a, um, quite a roller coaster of a journey, but it's been four weeks since the shop has been open. Uh, and despite the picture in the background, I'm actually in a back office of the coffee shop right now. I spend, <laughs> well, our, our real estate offices are being completely renovated. We've been ousted from our offices for quite a while anyways. So uh, this has turned out to be a good local um, place for me to just camp out and do some work here and get distracted by serving coffee too. So it's, it's, been, it's been fun, but it's really, it was very much focused by the things, uh, Paul, that you helped me see uh, put in the business plan and, and keeps pushing back to the business plan and the strategic plan. It was interesting when he first brought this idea up, it was, you know, we were having conversations about the why, why are you doing what you're doing? Where do you want to take this business? What does it mean to you to get there? And this came back as, you know, uh, it actually kind of circled in, in the place of, you know what, Paula has always supported me in my growth. And this is something that I'm not quite sure how to think about, but I know I want to contribute to. I want to, I want to support in the same way back. It was just, it was a very uh, caring and, and real moment of this is something that's important to me too. And that became part of the five-year plan three years ago. It became part of the five-year plan. The license was part of the plan that we thought was going to take longer. But when we use some of the tools, and this is what production looks like going from um, 2018 to 2021, uh, this is, you know, we started out at, at, at 10 million. And uh, the next year almost doubled it. That's when the ideas came around about let's get these other things rolling, these other ideas rolling. Uh, and in 2021, it, uh, you know, we just kept growing from there. It just uh, COVID took a little bit of a step back, but moreover, at the end of 2021, you started to really build on the, the coffee shop. And uh, when we're focusing on one thing, sometimes that something else atrophies, which would be the um, uh, the real estate practice at that moment in time, but it didn't take a big hit at all. It was just yeah. something that just took a little bit of a pause. So, but this is what the strategic plan, talk about how you use this tool for yourself, Tom, and how, how did it help you start seeing the future and move the needle for you? Yeah, so uh, just looking at that and really trying to spend some time um, and especially in these areas where it's easy to get focused on what what does the, the number, the commission look like, the income look like. And Paul really helped me expand that out and say, okay, well, why is that important? What does that help you do? Um, and so breaking out into the, you know, those five points there, the family, faith, fun, friends, um, it just, I don't know, something about putting it down in writing that uh, as we've, you know, anybody who's been in sales or just studied goals, we know that. Um, I've been a little stubborn about it, honestly. I mean, I, I, um, it took me some time to really engage with that, I think. But as just going back I'm to just, it. I'm going to interrupt you just for a second. I want you to meet Missy. 
So just, uh, you know, Missy and Tom say hello to each other. But anyway, okay. sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but I just appreciate Paul's patience and, um, and persistency in that, uh, get me back to it. But it does help me spell out and crystallize and remind me of the things that are important, not just to, to me and the personal, the, the numbers growth, but uh, my wife is very much a quality time love language. And so whatever, you know, that it's always been a goal. All right, let's make sure that I'm getting at least a quarterly, let's go overnight out, out somewhere um, and just have a, an adventure. And she loves that, that helps her feel loved. And, and that's something that I, you know, I'm trying to, to think outside of just the, the numbers, the closings, the, the grosses and things like that. So this tool has, has helped me keep, keep that focus. And um, I really appreciate Paul's admonition and uh, keeping on it. Well, and it's, it's, it's you that's following the plan, right? Because this is the vision of your, yours. And it's like, once we, once we actually write this out and we keep it in front of us, strategic plan and the business plan alike, we keep these plans in front of us, we're able to remind ourselves, this is where we're going, this is what I'm working towards. And if we see this on a daily basis, we're likely to make more progress on it. When we put these concepts into agile, as Cassie was saying earlier, we're able to track where we're going and elevate the pathway to get there. So these, these, the, how to think bigger and how to get to where we wanna go, right? Is first identify what that looks like. You know, Tom's was great. I mean, even when he said coffee shop, I, in the back of my mind, it's like, I don't know anything about coffee shops. So I don't know how to talk about that really. But the, the, between he and Paula, they started to talk about it more and it just, it, it came around faster, I believe, for them. Not believe, we actually know it came around faster. Yeah, and it's had the side benefit of, we, we've really had a focus and a desire to serve and, and bring the community together, making a, a place that's comfortable for, for the community to come. And as a result, we've met so many people and uh, we've had the Chamber of Commerce had a meeting here and we're part of that now and it's expanded our networking and uh, things like that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been uh, fulfilling it's very stressful at times. We're all said to talk about the hard things too, and it's been uh, it's been very challenging. Uh, but you know, we we're we're just at the beginning of that particular journey. And I gotta say, before I'm done, Josh, I'm really inspired by uh, what you had to say and just your dedication to the um, the, the daily success habits. Um, and I, I I Paul well knows I've kind of fallen off the wagon of being consistent with that, but seeing your numbers and the growth that just, it's very inspiring. And uh, I, I appreciate you sharing that. I appreciate yeah. it. The daily success, it is, it's a routine thing that you just have to find that time and do it every day. And the days when you go on vacation, you come back, you're off that routine. You almost feel lost. Well, it creates that rhythm, wouldn't you say? As a, and, and Tom, you've had experience where, you know, the team is a little off at the moment, perhaps, but you've had the experience of having the team come, show up, you know, be in the office, which has been the biggest challenge you've had of late is getting the, you don't have an office open right now, is, is to have that center point where you bring the team back and you, and you have a conversation. Why are, why are we here? Why do we show up at the office every day? You know, and, and it's, it's not necessarily show, social hour. We're here to create a result that drives something in our lives. And this is what this 5F is all about. You know, this is what that coffee shop is about. This is what, you know, the personal level of getting back to the pilot's license is all about. You know, and, and you haven't mentioned, Tom, but you also, you know, you're very tied to youth development and through your church organizations. And you give a lot of time to that, you know, give back to the community. Uh, so, so having these, uh, the purpose of why we're here together and how do we measure the results of being here? Time is all we have. And uh, uh, these three here, four on this call, actually know that one of the things I've been working on this year on a heavy, heavy level is how are we spending our time and are we aware of it? You know, what's going into our day? Is it purposeful to get us to where we want to go? Not necessarily just the outcome of real estate sales but also what's happening in our lives as a whole. Otherwise, we just don't really become, you know, very dynamic people overall or able to give back. The business plan was an overall structure. Uh, you know, Tom follows his business plan pretty well. We visit it quite often. Core values is a very principal piece to uh, what his team and he are about and, you know, what they stand for. So 
business plan, strategic plan going together to create a path to create something bigger in life. Is that, would that be fair to say? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very much so. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's always a journey of learning to be more consistent and persistent and deep diving deeper and having it more upfront. The more that I think about it, pull it out, look at it, have it available, uh, the more it makes everything in it real. And then it, it, it's like, it holds me accountable to pushing for it. I love the journey aspect of this because what, what, what I'm hearing you say there is that, you know, the, the journey isn't always smooth. It's not always easy, right? It's, it's a pathway and either I can choose to take a lesser or an easier path to something less than, or I can choose to stay on my path of growth, which may challenge me to get where I want to go. However, the journey is what's important, the way that I'm getting there, how I'm getting there. And, you know, and I can get lost if I don't stay focused. Yeah. These yeah. are focus tools. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add to this, Tom? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm just enjoying listening to, uh, to the, the stories and being inspired and uh, happy to be in. Well, thank you for sharing. And uh, again, Q&A will be coming up in a moment, but uh, we're going to go and talk to Missy Stegers right now. And, uh, you know, Missy has created uh, abundance is the best way that I can describe uh, what Missy has been building in her life. And some of the tools that, uh, it, that we've looked at and some of the, the concepts we've talked about have been structuring the team to have the right people in the right chairs to get uh, the right things done, which also means letting go, right? So that's that letting go piece. And then uh, at the time, she's and Missy's moving into the using the Sisu tracker now, but uh, we were using the transaction tracker to measure the level of business to know when we were succeeding and when she was succeeding. We're going to look at Sisu as the tool today, measuring it the same way as the transaction tracker. But Missy, you want to talk about uh, your business and where you're at, and um, you know how, how how have you been growing, and has that been an easy path for you? Sure, at this moment, I'm feeling like I'm way behind and I need to get back on track to what Josh is doing and following a few things that Tom is doing. And, and yes, I'm still learning how to let go. <laughs> um, but to do what Josh does, you had to have a Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> and I am working on that. Uh, that's, that's for sure. Uh, letting go has been a huge issue of mine and, it's, uh, and I'm getting more ahas on that uh, every day and every month as it goes along. Um, I uh, was a number one producing agent here in San Antonio for Cobble Banker for zillions of years, um, always in the top 10, uh, ran a very small team, um, did it very differently because I didn't know uh, how to do it uh, well. And I won't tell you how to do it well, I did it well, but I didn't do it smartly and, and with good business practice. And uh, with meeting Paul and, and going through this program, I have had my business experience expanded greatly and it's been priceless. Um, and I left Cobble Banker, uh, decided that I was either at a point in my life, I move forwards and do something bigger and better, or I could slow down and go backwards and I'm not a backwards person. So opened my own brokerage, I hit the five year mark and uh, to any of you that are thinking about your own brokerage, that's a big hump in business uh, when you can make it five years and your doors are still open and you're not quitting because I've seen a lot of my um, associates in this business quit at the five-year mark. Uh, and that is not my intention. I do uh, plan to grow bigger and better and um, have really revamped um, what I want to be as a brokerage, and then also what I want my team to be. And I've done that a lot through Paul's help, and it's been priceless. Well, and this was your first year that you broke 100 million, right? Yes, I did. Yes. I broke 100 million, and I almost made it to the one just shy of the 1 million profit. Right. So I'll just, just barely shy. So That's if you breathed on it, yeah, it would fall over. So, yeah. <laughs> and also this was, this was the year too, that, you know, you're setting out to build not just the team and the brokerage, but this is the year that you actually pulled all of your concepts together yes. and, you know, and, and, and started to look at like, who's around me that I can get to the uh, education and training business. Right. So I want to mm -hmm. educate my community in real estate. 
you launched your property management division this year and you've got that mm-hmm. growing. You had your team going, doing quite successful, and you've, you've changed some drivers in that team over the past few months. All of them seem to be for the good. Mm-hmm. The ones that weren't playing necessarily were great brokerage agents because you also have broker agents that are working with you. And you started your commercial division with your husband this year. Correct. Now, to pull all of that together, you had to, well, you had a dream of doing something like this, and it was to get a building, right? Yes. It happened? Yes, it did. Yeah. It happened. And uh, it's under progress right now. Um, I bought a 10,000 square foot building on two acres. Um, and uh, currently space is on a renovation that's already rented out uh, to a tenant that's getting ready to move in in the next uh, 15 days. A second space is under renovation for another tenant. And then my space is under renovation for us to move into somewhere around um, May, June time and and actually practicing um, using our real estate stuff. And, And as I say, if you're in real estate, you need to own real estate. Uh, it's an important thing. And that's a picture of my building. Uh, it's going to look really different when I'm done, but I'm super excited to own it. It'll be a great income revenue for me. Um, my tenants will pay almost um, half of what it costs me to be there. And uh, super excited, super, super duper excited about that. This is a, a beautiful location, by the way. I mean, when you seeing these pictures, it's, it's a beautiful, I love the oak trees around it. I love the setting of this place. And it seems like a place I would want to go work at and, and, and certainly go visit. So uh, good choice. That would be the first thing to say out of this and, and, and have tenants come with it. What does this represent to you when we look at this? Um, this represents Missy's free time and pastime. Um, I, uh, I like to have quiet. I like to be in my backyard and I have animals and I garden and I do all kinds of stuff. And um, to be very frank, um, I was getting really hypertensive about the fact that I wanted a new chicken coop and I needed a bigger one and I couldn't seem to get it done. And, and I, I'm a doer. And so I was like, I need to do this. I need to do this. And that was one of Paul's lessons to me is, would you not be more happier if you got it done and enjoyed it versus waiting for you to do it? And that is exactly what I ended up doing. I hired somebody and I'm still enjoying it to this day, uh, very much so, um, as well as the pleasure of having my little chicks. It was a it, it, it's a great example of how we get in our own way sometimes, right? Oh yeah. And this was I want the chicken coop. I want to, I got to make time to go build my chicken coop. And and you know Missy is she can build anything. Quite frankly, she can put anything she sets her mind to. And as it went on a while, she was getting uh, frustrated with the fact that she couldn't carve out the time. And so, well, what's more important, you building it or to actually enjoy the the chicken? And she said, just enjoy the chickens. I just want to get back out with, you know, I want it to be better. I just want it to be better. And so I wouldn't pay somebody. You're, you're successful. You're doing, why don't you have to delegate that piece out? And it was an aha moment. And I think that's actually not think I do know that that's actually transferred to many other places. It's almost like now we should have a code word that's called the coop. And so when we say the coop, <laughs> it means to delegate, right? So, so yes. and now we have a takeaway from the call is like the, the coop is the, the delegate moment. Uh, but it actually created joy and it gave her the space because quiet is important to you, right? That's where you create your biggest returns and you have the hardest time finding it because you have such big business running around you, you have a lot of players running around you. And so that, that we talked a little bit about um, when you're in the gym and you're working out, you don't build the muscle there. You build the muscle when you have your quiet time and when you're asleep, when you're, when you're recovering, Right. And so part of this whole concept of looking at the tools, it allows us to really get to a place of like pause and like just recover a minute, right? And think, you know, think where I'm going next. What am I going to do? Breathe and take some time with yourself and your business to identify where you're going, right? Uh, if we're on the treadmill all the time, we don't have that time for reflection. It's, it's, we get jumbled in the exercise of moving forward. So uh, things... Look, I think we had some numbers backwards here. I think that, uh, so I apologize for that. Missy, your numbers came up first, I believe, with Josh. Josh was really happy with his production. He was like, I'll take that. So, yeah. uh, so <laughs> but 
But uh, going into, you cleared uh, over $104 million this past year. So that's great. So congratulations. So talk about how to organize a team. What does that mean to you? And and what what have you discovered about getting your team lined up? Um, And and I will say kudos to Workman for this. um, And and because it was a big eye opener and the structure that you guys gave uh, myself to be able to do this. And it was really learning um, what are the important parts of the team? What do I need to put in place? And how do I pay? How do I structure all of that um, and still be profitable? Um, Because I definitely had to take a step back and change some things uh, to make sure that I was profitable. And, and, And I will say this piece of business advice And this is where I think is really important about Workman too in teaching you things beyond just real estate. They teach you business and there's not many things out there in real estate that teach you the business of the business. And that is you're in it to make a profit as well. And if you can't, what are we doing this for? Because this is a crazy lifestyle. And so there's got to be some pluses to it. And so learning how to to structure Um, my team and also my company and who sits underneath me uh, was really important and breaking that org chart down and then even to the point of now understanding once I've done it how do I want to add to that org chart who's my next people that I need to have on there and then figure out how I fund them. And that was a journey in and of itself, right? Yes. Of, of, of looking at it because we get attached to people. People are doing a good job, but they may not be in the right chair. Yes. Right? So it's not getting the results that you're after. And so it's, learn, it's, it's looking at how do I get to where I need to go? And it, it, sometimes it's a personnel change. And sometimes it's just moving the person to a different chair that brings all the difference in the world, right? Yes. And, and it brings focus. And I think you've done an excellent job with building that team out. Now, not all... All people work in your office physically, do they? Uh, no, not anymore. Uh, we have um, some people that work remote, uh, which has been uh, good. There's a lot of trust in there, and they're great people. You have to have people you trust really well if they do not work in the office. To have that, that team building, that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we paid a lot of attention to and, and is was your numbers. Now, we were using the transaction tracker at the time, and our system has changed to CISU. This is an example of CISU, of how to look at your business and know where it's going to. Do we have in the pipeline business that allows us to think bigger? When we're looking at you know, our conversations, what I like about CISU as a tool, it's a transaction tracker just turned into a different format, is that we're really able to track our goals, we're able to track our activities closer. And there's, this is really a no shadow hiding place, right? So uh, when you're in CISU, the sun is out all the time, there's no shadows, it's straight above you. This is what's going on. You know, We have conversations, are we setting appointments? What's our effectiveness of them showing up for meetings? Are we getting agreements signed and are we getting buyers under contract? And the same with the listings. And are we getting things closed? So when we take this, we get the data into CISU and we start looking at our dashboard, we can track the measurable pieces that really allow us to see how we're growing, right? If you have nothing under contract, for instance, and we all know this intellectually, however, when you see it visually, if there's nothing under contract, what does that tell you about what's happening in the business? You know, if, if we don't have enough to meet our goals, what does it tell us, right? It gives us an idea about, okay, we need to move. We need to work on our daily success habits tracker, perhaps. You know, we may need to go back to our agile and look at what's happening and the projects that we have lined up. Do we need to elevate something to help our production grow? You know, do we go, need to go back to the strategic plan to see if we wandered off course? You know, so all of these pieces here allow us to look at our path of growth and to think bigger. So when we're looking at all of these tools that we've been talking about today, they link together to give a path that helps design a future for yourself. And, and is that true, Missy? Would you agree with that thought? That is, that is actually very true, Paul. Uh, every piece of it, from the five Fs to the business plan, to the agile, to the tracking, um, those are all 
very integral parts to paying attention to. Um, and it's not that we don't fall off on occasion on one, but you, you quickly get back or you see it um, much sooner to correct it, to keep moving forwards. Okay, so did it help you move to where you wanna to go to using these concepts, these ideas, these tools? And you're an experienced agent, you've been in the business for a while, you had great, great business in launching your brokerage that, you know, was it easy and was it easy to implement? Did it, did it happen overnight, I guess is the question. So that answer is um, prior to being exposed to some of these things, I never used any of it. And now I would never be without it. Um, I sit down and I teach my agents the business plan, the pillars, and um, uh, looking at all of those things and the importance of it, and then following an actual real business plan, uh, which very few of us actually have a real business plan in real estate. And so I would... I will continue forevermore to stay on track with these things. Good. It's good. It, it's, it's difficult at times, and yet it's not easy to implement all these tools. It's not easy to get there, but a little time on the task over time gets you there, right? So these are, and, and what happens is that in the cases that we're talking about today, all three of you are about three-ish years or more in coaching, and the five-year ideas have moved up faster because we, we're able to look at it and see it, but it didn't happen overnight either. So it's, and, and it's interesting to say, look how far I've come, right? And where do I want to go is still in front of us, right? Our, yeah, we Paul, have a new and five I will say, now. most of us have done it kicking and screaming, <laughs> but, we're well, glad, there, but we're glad that you drug us along. <laughs> I would say three of the four of you kicked and screamed. One just did it. <laughs> Josh, I gave you credit there. <laughs> Cassie's going to be like, oh my God. Uh, so uh, so there's three stories, guys, about thinking bigger and using tools and, and how to get there, using coaching to take you where you want to go, uh, you know, thinking about a bigger idea. And, you know, come Monday, the 14th, uh, we are going to be in Salt Lake City uh, with the Workman Success Leverage Conference. And this is where all of the clients and the coaches meet and we collaborate, exchange ideas. Um, you know, it's, it's a good room to be in. It's a powerful room to be in. And every time I walk into one of these events, I personally, I, I know that I'm in a place that I'm about to grow. I have not gone to a Workman event in the years that I've been with Workman that each time I walked into the room that I did not grow uh, significantly. And it's because of the, the, the clients that are with Workman, the coaches that are with Workman, it's Verl's leadership is that it, it, it requires, it's not requires, it opens the door for us to grow, you know, and that's, that's the environment. So if you get the opportunity, you know, please come up and, uh, you know, visit us. Uh, there's still room there. You can go to workmansuccess.com forward slash leverage 22. If you still want to come, we can get you into the room and play with the big boys is like what I like to say, but ah, is that politically correct? Probably not. Play with the big players. Let's put it that way. So uh, there'll be big players in the room. So today, if you want any of these tools, you can go to workmansuccess.com, think bigger to download the tools and they'll come to you. So don't hesitate to do that. I'm gonna leave this up for a minute. If anybody has any questions that you would like to ask, we've got a couple of minutes so you can ask the panelist. Let's see, do we have anybody coming up? So any questions coming in? You've got four amazing people on this call. Take advantage of it right now. Well, to that end, uh, can we get copies of these tools? Yes, Workman Success, I just pulled up that uh, that that slide. And can I ask a question, Paul? It took me a second mm -hmm. to be able to figure out how to get off into the audio. There's Denise. Hey, how are you? I'm outstanding, how are you? I'm fantastic, welcome. Yes, of course you can ask a question. Awesome. So uh, I'd like to hear from um, who, whoever went kicking and screaming. And I think you said two of the three did. What was the point? I, you're so funny, Missy. You're laughing. You're like, it was me. What was the <laughs> point uh, that you gave in? That you at what time and what happened that you just said, I'm going to give into this and I'm going to not just talk about it and get on the call. What happened? Um, I'll, I'll answer for me. Um, 
learning that if I want to get further, it's, it's a couple of things. It's a we, I have to get out of the way of myself. And um, that's been a hard lesson. And um, the, uh, if I can just do it, I'll get it done. And uh, learning how to trust others, hire the right people. And you cannot get to where you want to go faster or as well without learning how to let go. And these things work. Um, dabbling with it doesn't work. They actually work. And, and so I've seen proof of that when I started to do it and use it. And, and still today, it doesn't mean I'm perfect at it. I come back to it every time I get off of it. Um, that's, that was the aha moment. I was in the way of myself. I would say that almost every call, that's one of the things that Missy opens the call with almost every single time, Denise, is uh, frequently. She'll say, once again, I have found out that the impediment to the growth of my business is me. <laughs> right? And, and, <laughs> and does she say, uh, kicking and screaming is one way of looking at it. But one thing I could say about Missy is, too, is that she kicks and screams and attempts and she implements. And she, you know, she's... Uh, constantly like, oh, I'm not sure about this or whatever it is, or I don't have the time. And then she moves forward anyway. So kicking and screaming is a, is a, is a fun idea. And yet there's not a lot of resistance behind it. It's like, I just need to figure out how I'm going to implement it. And she, and she does. Cassie was the other kicker and screamer. She can kick and scream a little bit as well. She's uh, so Cassie, if you want to add to that, you can. And uh, Tom too. <laughs> Since we're I, all I talking. would I would definitely agree with Missy. Like I was getting in my own way. Like I had to do everything and I just didn't have enough time to do it. And so I just would push it off and push it off and push it off. And every time I would talk to Paul, I would just feel so mad at myself because I would disappoint him. I could tell. And finally, I was like, I'm just going to do this because I don't want Paul to be mad at me anymore. So <laughs> one of the things for me was just getting getting past a mental barrier. So my background is kind of engineering. I'm really more the introverted type, probably you know, not a great fit in, the, in this kind of environment. But when Paul, when I felt patting myself on the back that I was knocking on like, I don't know, five or 10 doors in a day, Paul's, Paul kind of adjusted my expectations on that. I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. And he's like, yeah, you can just go do it. Once I started doing that, I was like, man, if I'd been doing this 10 years ago, I would be done because it's <laughs> so powerfully effective. And I just had to get past the mental blockage that was like, yes, you can do this. And it was, and it was working. And the results thing, came. I was having trouble letting go of buyers and uh, because I didn't think anybody could do, do it as good as me and convert them as fast as I can. And Paul said, if you're saying yes, you're going to work to buyers, what are you saying no to? Are you saying no, you don't want to go play with your kids? And I was right. just like, uh, no, I want to play with my kids. Yes, I do. <laughs> so I always think about that. Whenever you say yes, what are you saying no to? And uh, that that sticks to me, you know, heavily. So. And that's so true. Whatever we say yes, by nature, we're saying no to something else with the time, coming back to the time allowance, right? We have a question here from Raphael. It says, could we say that Workman is a tool for working in in a structurally business way, something like kind of an intelligent virtual secretary. I'm not sure about the virtual secretary part. Uh, however, uh, structural business way, what do you guys say about that? 110%. For sure. The smart way. That's, that's the difference. It teaches you a smart way to practice business in real estate. It, it puts a structure behind it. And it's not even just real estate. We use these philosophies on other business adventures. So. Yeah, I knew there was something there when I first saw uh, Cleve and Burl at one of our um, company meetings. And I watched Cleve talk for hours throughout the day. And what I didn't see him doing was what I was doing, was checking my phone constantly, finding myself off in a corner somewhere doing it because he had been, it was clear. It was, and it was made, it was not sugarcoated. It's a lot of work, but when you put the work in and let the processes work, you, you build free time in. And that, that was what sold me. Okay, guys, I think we're kind of getting up on our time. Verl, do you have something you want to add here? I see that you're back on. Oh, your mic is off or something. I'm sorry. We can't hear you. 
He's off in the corner. I've been on the whole time, but it's been a phenomenal call. And I just want to say thank you to all of our guests. What a great, uh, what, a, what a great journey you've all had. Um, I love the question. Is Workman like having a virtual secretary? Uh, no, you're like uh, having a virtual playbook and a virtual toolbox that you have. Yeah, to it's not. It's not bad. Uh, my, uh, sorry, I just was thinking. You know, I'm, I'm just honesty. You know, just honesty. I'm just. Well, how I, I just making a, a, a honesty question. Honesty question. Honesty question. You know? No, I love it. I love yeah. the. I love the question. Yeah. It's so we'll give you all the playbook and the tools and the resources. And then we'll help you hire the right person or outsource to the right person that will implement it. And so it's it's really all of the, you know, the playbook and the toolbox allow you to know, know what to do next. The tools are the resources to do it. And the coach is the guide or the Sherpa that helps you uh, do it along the way. That's how I look at the whole the whole thing. And so thank you. Thank you, everybody. I don't want to keep you all any longer. Thanks so much for being here. Paul, great job today. Thanks, sir. Th uh, thank you to all of our panelists and guests and continued success to everybody. And we look forward to seeing most of you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>